And I think that was like actually the biggest game changer. I mean, that's the biggest return on investment you can do. Nowadays, they are really cheap. When I started doing that, they were really expensive. Hello, and welcome to the Healthy Home Office podcast. I collect stories about people working from home, their devices, and how they got to their setup. In this episode, I interview my friend Mark. He tweaked his setup over years of working remotely before Corona. He has an item I never heard of before, a vibrating platform he uses to strengthen some muscles. To hear tips for having closure after work, improving your posture, and being more alert, listen to Mark talking about his setup. And if you're curious about the items mentioned in this episode, check the blog post linked in the description. Alright, welcome to another episode of the Healthy Home Office podcast. This time, Mark, my old friend in Hamburg, is joining me to record this episode. Mark, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more? So yeah, I'm Mark. I work like for six years, no, eight years now uh, in freelancing, software engineering. Like the last three years, mainly in the home office. Before that, I was also working remotely already. So I have uh, like maybe five years of remote experience working remotely. And during that time, I learned how to yeah accommodate my home office a little bit better to suit my needs. That's really cool. So before, when you were working remotely, were you just moving around or did you also work from home? No, I always had like one stable uh, place from where I was working. Mostly it was a dedicated room for my home office. Sometimes it was shared with the living room. Uh, right now I have like my uh, separate room for it. Ah, that's really nice. And so since you had like these two periods, because I actually met you in the office. So when, when I met Mark, we used to work together in the same building. Uh, so I'm imagining that you had a remote period, then a period in the office and then a home office period. But now that you're saying like you always had uh, one room for that, did anything change between your first experience working remotely and your home setup right now? Now I really invested in my home office because I think it's like more permanently. I'm pretty sure that I might always have some part of like home office, like at least like 20 or 40% of it. And I'm also like really self-employed. So I need also a home office for my bookkeeping stuff and everything. So it's going to be a permanent thing. I think it's going to stay like this. And before that, it was not so obvious before Corona. Yeah, that's really good because I want to go deeper into what really investing in the home office setup means for you. So what's one of the first investments you did? Yeah, so having a separate room is like already a big investment, right? So that's a big part of your rent, maybe one quarter of my apartment. Then I have a standing desk. Um, I have like big screens, which you cannot take like to any office, right? So they are like fixed in your apartment. I work mostly standing. I have blue light, so daylight lamps. Yeah, I mean, these are like most of my accessories, right? Which are like permanently in my home um, and they give me like a yeah, better working environment. All right, so let's break those down because it's a, it's a lot of items. Let's start with the room. As I understand, you choose a home for working from home, like to have your own office. Was that the case or was more like you had to remove from your personal space to make an office for it? Before I was actually sharing, uh, I mean, it was not clear. I was sharing my uh, working room with my living room. And then it was a conscious decision to move it like to one separate room. I mean, there's also a closet in this room for my clothes, but that's it. It's my working environment. I have also some some exercise gears here, but uh, it's mainly just for working. So this was more like a conscious decision 
decision to like really separate your living room from your working area to have like a lit, at least like a little bit of separation. What pushed you to decide for that separation? What did you find important there? I mean, it's mostly like psychologically. It's um, like that you can just have closure after you finish working, right? It's a different room and it's easier for, I mean, I'm not sure why it is that bad, but I think it's for, it's for you easier to shut down after a working day. All right. So when you leave that room, it feels like you're leaving the office. Yes, exactly. I can close it. I don't hear when uh, Slack is pinging or something else, so I can just ignore it and decide, yeah, now it's uh, after work. That's really cool. All right. So then the second item you mentioned, I believe, was the standing desk. Yes. So I always had like a little bit of back pain. And like, of course, when you're sitting all day long, it's not getting better. Then I was using like part time and standing and sitting and changing between those. Now I removed all chairs, but that just happened quite recently. Yeah. Now I'm standing like yeah 80% of my working days. Sometimes I take it like my thing when there's a, like a call or I have to watch some uh, YouTube for some research. Then I just move it like to, to my living room and then I work for my uh, dinner table. But this happens from time to time. Most of the time I work on my setup because like there's also the big screen. When I do my coding, it feels more natural. I also make like a break of two hours. There's a break in between my morning and my afternoon. And so it doesn't feel like that tiring to stand four hours. It's okay, I think. You move a little bit around. Yeah, that's great. I also suffered from back pain <laughs> and I think I'm still working on it. I still didn't get a standing desk, but it's in the things that I want to try. While you were saying that you spent at least four hours twice a day standing, I was thinking if you do it barefoot or with shoes or you have some kind of mat, what are you actually standing on? Yeah, I usually wear shoes, but different shoes. Sometimes I wear like my uh, shoes where I'm going out with, sometimes I have like sandals. I actually bought like some exercise gear where I'm standing on right now. It's like a vibrating platform. You can put it on when you're like in a boring meeting, then you just put it on and you do some, some kind of exercise. It like trains like some muscles which are really hard to train between your how would you say spines yeah that's also helping you against like um back pain that's a really interesting item i've never heard about this one before how is it shaped is it a square is it how big is is it uh, i would say like it's 60 centimeters width and 40 centimeters uh, depth and it's like 20 centimeters high, I think, or 10. Yeah, I was I was deciding between some some are using these um, how is it called these running machines like is it running machine is that the proper treadmills yeah right so they they use these treadmills but I think that one is much more actionable because they are standing still and you don't walk and you don't have it's not that hard of a coordination like mentally and it's like also you can still type a little bit once you learn to counter the the imbalances but. Uh, uh, in the beginning, it's like a little bit challenging and it's like, actually, it's a really also, it can be like quite challenging also from a muscular standpoint. It's like really challenging your, yeah, some muscles which you usually cannot train like easily in the gym. That's quite interesting. When do you get this platform? I, I'm just doing it for like two months now. So it's not too long. It hasn't been too long. Before I never looked at them and I never saw them. But when once you start looking for them, there's like tons of like the offering. Yeah? And I just picked one which seemed to be like getting like good to recommendations. So it's like, it was just a test for me. And I like it so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is this you use the four hours that you stand in each of the shifts? No, I, I just I just use it from time to time. So it's like usually you do use it for 15 minutes. Sometimes I forget it, but most of the times I use it like two to three times per day uh, during the whole day. Otherwise, it gets too challenging, I think. In 20 minute lapses? Yes, 15, yes. 
and then you don't care about the shoes when you use this platform any shoes I'm, I'm wearing and sometimes I come from like from the gym or I was culturally shopping or something else or I was just going outside and most of the time it's my sandals but sometimes it's just my regular shoes I was wearing and I just forgot to put them off that's really cool it's been two months since you bought this platform what have you noticed yeah, I imagine that they, I have less back pain. My, 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 how would you say my chest set is uh, really small. I'm one person, so, and it's also pretty subjective. Can be like a placebo effect, but I like it. Like it's a little bit challenging. Uh, it doesn't hurt, so has a little downsides. So that's uh, why I keep on doing it. And, um, and I, I actually have the feeling that it helps a little bit. What made you buy this platform? Yeah, I was, I think I was seeing certain people doing like these treadmills, right? And they were using them and I was like saying, ah, no, I know that there's a better option. I mean, I'm more, mostly interested in posture and fixing that stuff and not like doing some endurance stuff. That's uh, always, I, um, I'm not so much a fan of endurance work, so I don't like it that much. So I mostly focus on yeah, having like a healthy posture and having like healthy musculature. And for me, at least I think it's more important because I, I'm pretty tall. So I have like, you, I'm like more inclined to have like back pain and stuff like like this a little bit so that's more like my my focus point it also helps with endurance of course because like really a long task and it's like low how would you say low intensity but long i i was just imagining that that it's easier to work during this than on a treadmill and i also think that treadmills to place them there is like a little bit more complicated understanding this than um and it's not that expensive 150 euros it was like an easy pick it fixes for me the posture thing and that's more important than like just doing this uh, walking stuff right yeah that's great that's great and did you find other items that help with your posture uh, yeah, I mean, I do exercise. I go regular to the gym, but I have no items. I mean, the standing desk, uh, having the uh, monitor in the right height. So I have like a little bit of elevation for my monitor. Even if my monitor is height adjustable and you stand, there's a different uh, angle when you sit and you have to have a different posture. So you have to like really look what your posture should look like. I mean, you can research on the internet what is like a good posture to keep. And also uh, you have to change your posture while you're standing. So you should not like always stand the same thing. You should always so move a little bit around like i'm doing right now when i'm talking to you yeah <laughs> cool yes our listeners cannot see that but i can confirm <laughs> mark i guess the lights don't help with your posture why did you get them i mean we both live in hamburg in winter it gets dark pretty soon and there's a common thing which is a winter depression and i'm like really feeling that so when when it's getting darker i feel my motivation to like keep working i mean working out gym motivation to go to the gym and doing sports goes down uh, getting up in the mornings yeah it's not good for your circadian rhythm so this is like the natural like animals and human beings to fall asleep we are like really much adjusted to the like, light circle and when it changes we get like a little bit more depressed and this this blue light it can simulate simulate like the blue light of the sun and it like really makes you much more awake and it's like actually better than coffee it like really gives you much more power in the mornings and uh, you should not use it like too late in the afternoons so the dark mode maybe you're all, uh, you're using mac and yeah i know that you're using mac there's the dark mode and that's the same purpose like they try to reduce uh, blue light in the evenings but blue light in the mornings is actually good for you in the evenings it's not that good because of the circadian rhythm and really helped me fight i have my cases of winter depression when it's like getting dark that soon and uh, i feel like less motivated and i think that was like actually the biggest game changer i mean that's the biggest return on investment you can do nowadays they're really cheap when i started doing that they were really expensive you just have to look like blue light i mean you can get them for 15 euros at amazon 
and they really make a huge difference. And you just turn them on. How would you say it's like more like like a notebook which you put somewhere and it's like just radiating blue light. They are pretty bright, so you can look at them indirectly. You don't have to look there straightly at them. Yeah, use them for one hour in the mornings and that will make a difference for most people which are like sensible to this uh, winter depression stuff. Wow, that's a great tip. I wonder if the blue light is different from the sunlight lamps. Yeah, I mean, no no light can simulate the sunlight. Which sunlight lamps you mean in, in the solarium or where? No, I, I've seen in Amazon that they sell them like sunlight lamps. I'm not sure. Maybe it's the same one. I will research. I will also double check with you because another thing I do with the guests is that I try to find the items they mentioned in the episode and then to check on them if this is what they were referring to. And one day, <laughs> I hope I can put affiliate links. <laughs> But for now, it's more uh, for informational purposes. The platform and the lights are, are really good. For how long have you been doing these blue light lamps? Oh, I have done that for like a long time. So I have a lot of experience on that stuff. Almost like before I started freelancing, I was already doing that before that. I was researching it because like I was like really having this downtime in the winter when the winter starts. Uh, at some point you get accustomed, but why should you? I mean, in the winter, you naturally feel more like not like going out and uh, less motivated to do stuff because of course you're still an animal and in winter, it's like, how would you say energy preserving mode? In summer, it's like different, right? So, and you want to have like more of the summer feeling. That was my point of doing that. And of course, it doesn't give you something like vitamin D and stuff. It just gives you like this alertness, this circadian rhythm stuff, but it doesn't help you with, I mean, it cannot be placed like real sunlight. If you can go out and like really see the sun rising, that's actually much better, right? When it's a sunny day, you don't need that long. It's like 15 minutes is enough and you just can have a walk in the morning. But of course, like at some point, sun gets up at 10 and you have to already start working at seven, right? So what, what are you going to do? Then the blue light is actually really perfect, but it doesn't do the vitamin D stuff. No fix for that. You have to supplement that with supplements, right? Yeah, and you do. No, I, I just started, but I haven't done that for long, so I cannot tell you anything about that. Yeah, yeah, I do, but I also cannot say what's the difference. I'm taking one thing that is like a pill per week. Okay. And before I used to take one that was daily. Mm, I don't know. I cannot really tell what the difference is or their, their effects. All right. And how many screens do you have? I, I have like three screens. Uh, one is like pretty large. It's like 34 inches. Then I have like 27 and then I have 24 inches. So um, I use them more regularly, but I now got down to the one. I'm using most of the time I'm using one for most tasks. So I do backend, frontend work and uh, also like everything which is backend involved. Frontend jobs, I prefer to like have like two screens. Also, when I work like on, on a remote machine, I usually also have like another screen open with like my Jira tickets and all these uh, work stuff for My current client, I work like on a remote Windows machine sometimes because I'm a Mac user and they have some heavy C-sharp setup. So that's mostly you have to have a Microsoft server to run that. But for most of my work I use, I got down to one. It makes me more focused. Before that, I was like always like convinced that like three screens make me more effective, but I don't think so anymore. I think one screen is enough. The small MacBook screen is like a little bit too small for daily work, I think. I mean, most benefits you get with the first large screen and then you should like get like really large. I, I have not like the really the fancy stuff because I just do work and not play games and stuff. Don't watch movies or so and things. So I have like a cheap large screen. 
Yeah, that's great. I was talking to my sister in the previous episode and the thing she missed the most while traveling was her second screen. And during the podcast, it's really funny to hear her reevaluating that perception and thinking, okay, no, wait, now that I think about it, while I travel and don't have the second screen, I'm actually more focused and get more work done. So it's interesting that you got to a similar conclusion at home, like you didn't need to travel to figure out how to become more effective. Yeah, sometimes it's beneficial, but most tasks not. I would say like 80% of what I do is not beneficial. I do rarely do front end. I also had like jobs which are really front end heavy. And then, then it's like actually beneficial to have like the front end on one page on one side and your code on, on the middle and then some documentation on the other side. And that or some, some things like Figma or some designs which you have to actually meet and compare them side by side is much easier and faster. But like for backend tasks, I mean, you don't care. Like you have your tests running against your infrastructure or your tests and then you just develop it, right? feedback loop is uh, on one screen nice mark we're reaching the end of the episode and we covered from the room to the standing desk the screens the blue light lamps the platform is there an item that you have and we haven't talked about well i think these are my main my main uh yeah the, the things i like most uh about my homes uh, yeah i think that those are like the the 80 percent which like uh, cut it for me yeah the uh, no the 20 percent of the setup which uh, do the 80 percent of the benefit right yeah yeah <laughs> What about, uh, just curious, what about your keyboard? Which keyboard do you have? Do you use the one from the laptop? No, I use I use the cheapest Mac, this uh, old school Mac keyboard, with just this cable and everything. Also, I have a non-Mac mouse, but those are things I didn't invest much. I once had like one which was totally blank, a keyboard which was, there was no no things on it because I wanted to learn like typing blindly. But it was mechanic, so it, it was like uh, yeah, it was like a nice, but it was too geeky then in the end. <laughs> <laughs> but but what what I need like as a programmer, but what, what is non-negotiable is like an English setup. A German keyboard will not cut it for me. I mean, you know that programming on English keyboards is much more convenient because all the things you need are like easily available which are not on like German keyboards yes nice mark so most of the items I I heard in your setup are either falling into the category of productivity or health do you have an item that you use for comfort uh, caffeine <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean I mean well, that's I, productivity what, isn't it yeah so yeah but I mean it's also fun I mean I, I'm not sure, so sure I'm not so much a comfort person, so uh, I don't like comfort that much. Um, I, I feel more, most comfortable when I'm productive and when I have fun at work. <laughs> cool. That's a good twist. I, I, I recently shifted from uh, drinking coffee to uh, drinking mate, herba mate tea. It's actually a good uh, thing because it like pushes you less. And I use the, the coffee for like pre-gym motivation. So it gives me the extra kick when I go to the gym. And it's like less, uh, it's like I can drink all day uh, herba mate uh, in the morning and then in the afternoon I don't drink any caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, last question now, because you mentioned this, uh, German mate. How are you getting the mate? Is it a already prepared drink or you have the leaves and you do it like the Argentinians? Yeah, I do it like the Argentinians because I, the other ones have either artificial um, sweeteners or sugar in them. And um, yeah, I don't want to use that that early in the morning because I do this. How would you say this? Um, intermediate fasting. Yeah. So I don't consume any calories before my gym time and I go to gym at 12 usually. And then after two, I start eating and you shouldn't drink any calories. And artificial sweetener is also imbalancing your, how would you say that this is uh, your insulin? It peaks a little bit and then you get hungry and so it's much more harder to not eat. 
because like when your insulin peaks you get a down on insulin and then you get hungry so you shouldn't do that even if it has no calories it influences your insulin uh, levels and that makes you hungry amazing <laughs> Mark, I don't know if I'm going to put this in the podcast, but you're like my best friend in, in Hamburg. Um, best male friend in Hamburg. <laughs> and I could spend hours and hours talking to you. We have done it. But right now I need to finish the episode and I will finish by thanking you for taking the time and sharing your setup with us. I did learn a lot. I will look for all these items and I'll post them in the blog post so that other people can benefit from the years of experience you have working from home. Yeah. Glad that you had me. Thank you, John. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Ciao. Ciao. Hey, thank you for listening until the end. I enjoyed talking to Mark and learning from his setup. If you want to learn from other people I interviewed, check healthyhomeoffice.com. I wish you all great days ahead. Until the next one. <laughs>